Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be going through some of my must-draft rookie fantasy players. And so today I'm gonna be focusing on three players that I think are must-drafts at their current ADPs. And I'm gonna do pretty detailed breakdowns because in my opinion, rookies are the hardest players to project because you've never seen them in an NFL offense. You have no idea how the team is gonna utilize them. You don't even know if their skills are gonna carry over to the NFL. So there's an extra level of risk and just inconsistency. You could have a guy who goes super late and just absolutely balls out like Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson was basically a waiver wire pickup for a lot of people last year, ended up being a wide receiver one. And then you have guys like Clyde Edwards-Alaire gets picked in the first round and totally flops. So there's a ton of variance. And so I just wanna make sure you guys know exactly what you're getting into. If you guys are watching this video and enjoy the content, make sure you guys leave a like and subscribe. That really helps support the channel. And also let me know your thoughts down below. If you agree with these guys, maybe you have some other rookies that you think are must drafts. Let me know down below and I'll make sure to get back to you. But I'm gonna start it off here with Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm honestly really starting to get on board the Kyle Pitts bandwagon but I'm just gonna put a disclaimer out there that this is assuming that Julio Jones gets traded this offseason, which right now seems very likely. If Julio Jones somehow does not get traded and returns to the Falcons, Kyle Pitts is not gonna be a must draft for me because I just don't think he has an inside shot to get enough of a target share to truly live up to his ADP. But with Julio Jones out of the picture, I really think he has a solid shot and I understand that rookie tight ends have struggled to produce in their first years in the NFL. It's kind of widely known that tight ends need two, three years, maybe even more than that, to fully develop in the NFL, which is why a lot of people are a little bit concerned with Kyle Pitts in terms of redraft this year. But honestly, the way I'm looking at Kyle Pitts is I'm viewing him as a wide receiver who basically has that tight end designation. The man plays like a wide receiver. He's built like a wide receiver. And so in my mind, he's a rookie wide receiver who gets to be slotted in at that tight end position. He had one of the best collegiate tight end seasons of all time. In eight games, he put up 43 receptions for 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. That's crazy efficient, especially for a tight end. You normally don't see college tight ends put up numbers that huge. I mean, almost 100 receiving yards a game, averaging one and a half touchdowns. Those are just wild numbers, even for a receiver. And he's not your typical NFL tight end. He's six foot six, 245 pounds, and is just a freakish athlete. Would be one of the most athletic tight ends in the NFL on day one. And he's just an incredibly versatile player. He can play on the line, he can play in the slot, and he can also go outside. We saw last year with Florida, he played out wide on 17% of his snaps and then in the slot for 19%. And I think that's gonna be huge for him in the NFL because the more you're getting him out wide, the more receiving opportunities he's gonna have. And I just wanna put it out there that I definitely understand that it can be unnerving picking a player who's never seen an NFL snap before in the same range as guys like Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson who have proven themselves as middle tier tight end ones. But I really think this situation in Atlanta is just perfect for Kyle Pitts. We saw last year Hayden Hurst put up 570 yards and six touchdowns, and I think we can all agree that Kyle Pitts is by far more talented than Hayden Hurst, and so I expect him to outproduce those numbers by a pretty significant amount. We also have Arthur Smith coming in and is the new head coach of the Falcons, 
and he's a big fan of two tight end sets, which means that Kyle Pitts is likely going to be on the field for almost every snap. We also saw Arthur Smith effectively use Jonu Smith last year, especially in the red zone. And so I honestly think that Arthur Smith is basically the perfect head coach to have to transition Kyle Pitts to the NFL. And since I'm looking at Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver, I just wanted to show you guys how first round wide receivers would have ranked as tight ends. And I'm not even going to be looking at guys who drastically overachieved. So I'm not even going to be looking at a guy like Justin Jefferson. So I want to take C.D. Lamb and T. Higgins into account. So rookie wide receivers last year, they were wide receiver four and five in their rookie class in points per game, but both of them would have finished as the tight end four last year. And so we saw C.D. Lamb and T. Higgins ball out at the beginning of the year. Then their quarterbacks went down and it drastically decreased their production. And even without playing with their starting quarterbacks, they still would have finished at tight end four if they had that designation. If you wanted to look at a rookie wide receiver that overachieved, you could look at a guy like AJ Brown last year who would have finished as the tight end three. And then you can also look at Brandon Ayuk this past year who would have been the tight end three as well. When I'm looking at Kyle Pitts for redraft this year, I think he basically has three pretty extreme options. The first option is that he totally overachieves this year puts up one of those solid rookie wide receiver seasons, but has that tight end designation. And then you find a top three tight end going in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round, which is obviously great value. The second option, he basically kind of just lives up to what people think he's going to do as a rookie, has an average season, and it basically turns into a mediocre pick. You're basically drafting him at where he's going to finish. Or, you know, there's always the option that he just totally struggles, just like tight ends have in the past. And it just turns into a basically wasted pick because in my opinion, if you're not finishing as like a top eight tight end, if you're anywhere from that like tight end nine to tight end 16, you're basically separated by like one point per game, which really isn't going to make the difference. So it's pretty rare that you find a player that has so much uncertainty and such a wide range of outcomes, but Kyle Pitts really is that guy. And I think you just have to decide for yourself whether or not you like the talent of Kyle Pitts and I've decided that I do. I really think that he could go out there, even if he struggles in the blocking department, he's talented enough where they could just put him out wide. And if he can operate as the number two weapon in that offense, I have no doubt in my mind that he'd be able to finish as a top four tight end and maybe even break into that exclusive top three. Of the three players I'm talking about in this video, Kyle Pitts is really the only super high profile rookie. I'm not going to talk about Najee or ETN or Javante Williams, Devontae Smith, none of those guys. The next two guys I'm going to talk about are late round wide receiver picks, and I've mentioned them in a couple other videos, but pretty much briefly. And so this is my chance to really do a full deep dive on each player. And so the first one is going to be Rashad Bateman, and I've been hyping him up all offseason. I know it's been well documented that the Ravens are a run first team but I really don't think that means there's no value in this Baltimore Ravens receiving game. Even though Lamar Jackson only passed for 3,127 yards in 2019, he also led the NFL with 36 passing touchdowns. I think people just like to totally forget that. They just trash on Lamar Jackson for his lack of passing, but forget that he was so efficient in 2019. And he had that efficiency with Mark Andrews as the number one weapon being the tight end and this is his receiving core. Marquise Brown, who was a rookie, Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts, Miles Boykin, and Chris Moore. I mean, really tell me a quarterback that could be given those weapons and find a lot of success. 
I really don't think you're going to find one. And I truly think there is an opportunity for Rashad Bateman to come in here and get fantasy relevant targets. Last year, we saw Marquise Brown was targeted 100 times and turned that into 58 receptions, 769 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns. And I do think there's honestly a decent chance that right now, today, Rashad Bateman is a better receiver than Hollywood Brown. It's not guaranteed, but I think it's definitely possible, which is why I want to spend a super late round pick on a Rashad Bateman. When I'm looking at Rashad Bateman compared to Marquise Brown, I just think overall, Bateman has a much more versatile skill set. And I honestly think he's a much better fit in this Ravens offense than Marquise Brown is. Bateman is great on underneath routes, which fits this quick hitting Ravens offense, but he still has the ability to win deep. Marquise Brown is basically exclusively a burner, which I just don't think matches up with Lamar super well. And I just love Bateman as a prospect. He broke out as a college freshman, which is super impressive and found success in all three years of college, despite having poor QB play throughout. And I really think there's a realistic shot that Bateman can come in and command over 100 targets this year. And right now, he's being drafted as the wide receiver 55. And so I think there's just a ton of upside here with very, very little downside. In fantasy, there is very limited risk in swinging for a high upside player in the later rounds. And so if you are going to take that swing, I think you should be doing it on Rashad Bateman this year. All right, the third and final player that I'm going to talk about today is Amon Ra St. Brown. And this really just comes down to the opportunity he's stepping into. Of the Lions' 582 total pass attempts last year, 366 of them were to players who are no longer on the team. So someone is going to need to step up and pick up some of that target share. And I know it's tough to predict which wide receiver is going to break out and be the number one on this team. But I like the idea of taking a shot on a rookie wide receiver who hasn't gotten the chance to prove himself at the NFL level over a bunch of NFL veterans who have been given that chance and have failed. Amon Ra isn't a guy who's going to wow you with his athleticism and deep playability, but I think in a low scoring offense, Amon Ra is like the perfect consistent volume receiver who I think would have the best chance of breaking out in this offense because it's hard to rely on big play guys when the offense isn't effective but every team needs to have a guy who's a target machine and Amon Ra can be that guy for the Lions. He's likely only going to be a relevant draft pick if you're playing in super deep leagues or best ball since he's being picked as wide receiver 72. But even if you're playing in 10, 12 team leagues, he's definitely a guy that you should look out for. And I'll tell you why this information is still important because if you see week one, week two, week three, He's getting around 10 targets a game. It doesn't even have to be flashy. It can be 10 targets, six receptions, 60 yards, and he's doing that in the first three weeks. You know, he hasn't had that boom game, but he's still getting that volume. He's a guy that then you can look out for and pick him up off of waivers. We've seen it in the past. Rookie wide receivers continue to develop throughout the season. We saw it last year with Justin Jefferson. He looked like nothing in the first two weeks and then absolutely exploded. So just a guy to keep your eye on this offseason and in the first couple weeks of 2021. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for my must-draft fantasy rookies. Three guys, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, Amon Ra, St. Brown. If you guys enjoy the content, please make sure you leave a like and subscribe. That really helps the channel out a lot, and I'd appreciate it. And also, once again, let me know your thoughts down below. I'll make sure to get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you guys for watching and listening. I'll see you tomorrow.